Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Teresa Mills. And I'm Grace Mills. And today we're here just kind of talking, gathered around today, about our response when God speaks. And Grace, one of the things, as we were talking toward the beginning of the year, um, and Rachel Olson talks about this a lot, is getting our one word for the year. Right. And, you know, as we're coming up on spring, this is a really good opportunity to um, perhaps reevaluate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the words that um, we have each been given and we found. But you had just a really amazing story um, when you were seeking God about what your word would be for this year. And I was wondering if you just might go ahead and share what that word was and the interesting way that God kind of brought that about for you. Sure, absolutely. I think this was, it's been the first year where I've experienced more preparation for my word. I think in the past, um, I've only done it a couple years, just started actually since I met Rachel. And um, in the past, it's it's been right around the first of the year, the 31st or January 1st, where I'll kind of sit down and I'll pray through it and ask the Lord, you know, what is my focus for this year? What is that word that you can um, show me these lessons through, kind of gathering my focus onto that word? And this is the first year where I've experienced a longer preparation for that. So I got home right after finals, early to mid-December, and I just started praying about it, actually not intentionally for my word, but just, God, I want more of a focus right now. Mm. I, I feel scattered. I've just gone through this whole semester. I just finished finals, and I feel a little frazzled from everything that's <laughs> happening. And I want that that uh, clearer focus and that clearer vision right now. I want to know who you are to me right now. Will you show me? And something that we do in Encouragement Cafe at our events is the prayer room, and part of the prayer room is the names of God. And so I have that list in my Bible that I keep, and and I felt led to read through the names of God and and, and pray through those, and it leapt off the page Mm. um, so clearly. The name Jehovah Mekadishkam, and it means the Lord who sanctifies. Wow. And so... You know, it just, it caught me so strong that that was the name that I needed to focus on right then. Mm. And in, you know, the list of the names of God, it also lists scriptures where that name of God is used. And I just started reading through those scriptures and journaling them down. And it was one of the most unique experiences that I've had because for the next three hours, whoa, I, I can't even tell you how many correlations came to me where I would Mm. read one scripture and I'd start writing some things down from it and instantly I would hear or like, you know, have that feeling of another scripture reference and I would turn there and it would be the same exact idea portrayed in another part of scripture in a different way. (laughs) And I just kept seeing how all of these things connected, how, you know, scripture is so many parts, but one story, one message. Wow. And God was showing me himself as a sanctifier through all of those places in scripture and showing me how those references, they related to where I was. Wow. And so this was early to mid-December and and for the rest of the month, um, 
it was astounding how it kept coming up in daily conversations in church in the scriptures that I would read whatever it was it seemed like that sanctification theme was so heavy so prevalent and I really I said okay Lord this this is something that I recognize is from you that you're drawing my focus to and I'm a little scared but you know this is this is what I want for 2019 I, I want this worked out in me so what does that mean and and continue to show this to me. So the rest of the time since then has been a journey of sanctification for sure. Wow. Now, let's walk back for just a moment. When you when you're saying you sit down, you you you're reading over those names of God and one just kind of jumps out at you. And I've had that happen in different different ways, different verses. It's it's not like it literally jumps off the page, but for some reason your eyes keep being drawn to it and right. it, it's so real to your heart. So you have that word, but then roll back for a second. You said that there was one verse associated with that name on that sheet of names. Tell us, you're just saying like, as you began to read that, you just kept feeling prompted to go to other places and they all correlated to sanctification. Yeah. And at first it was, a, a you know, several verses that would actually have the word sanctified sanctification the lord who sanctified something with that actual word in it and so it was it was blatant it was obvious this verse is about sanctification but the more it kept going um it was verses that didn't use that direct word but they were answering deep questions that i've had for a long time wow um struggles that i've had questions that i've doubts you know whatever it has been over the years these these passages that I've read before that I never correlated with sanctification, he was showing me this is my sanctification worked out through my spirit and a believer, worked out through a community of believers, answering those things that I've struggled with or that I've questioned or that I've wanted to work through. And I've never seen it through the light of sanctification before. Why don't you just give us what you have discovered the definition of sanctification to be or to mean because that's not a word that is used very often i mean really honestly i don't think right. i've ever used it in a conversation on a regular basis but and to be honest i think because it's not used very often we tend to have a standoffish view of sanctification um the very very boiled down definition is to be set apart mm. um sanctification is that setting apart if we're talking about a believer's life um, you have something that's radically unique, remarkably powerful. It's the spirit of the living God, the mm. one who created all things, who sustains all things. You literally house all the power of the almighty God within you, and you have um, his attributes at your fingertips, essentially. And you now get to, through his, um, through the the resurrection life alive in you, you get to become a, a representation of God. And mm. I think that is the ultimate picture of being set apart. Wow. You know, you get to now walk through life um, with the Holy Spirit and, and His fruits and His character being um, shown through you. And so for me, understanding sanctification um it was simple but not easy so yeah. it was very simple saying okay it just means you're set apart you know you are created in that way you are now um 
the the image of God in this world through his resurrection, through his spirit. And so that was simple, you know, set apart, but it wasn't easy because then it leads to the questions, well, what do I what do I do with this? This <laughs> well, is now deep. especially as a college student. Uh, first of all, this is mind blowing as a college student that this is the kind of conversation that you're having with God and that this is what he's asking you. But, you know, that's a difficult thing to do for um, for anyone who's in a setting that is not always Christ-like. That's true. So for you as a college student, like what are, what's one of the first things that came to your, your I, I guess, your understanding when you're realizing, whoa, wait a minute, is this really what you're talking to me about? This <laughs> is sanctification and, and being set apart. And, and you said that God's spirit walking with you, living inside of you. How... How does that change things or even challenge you on a campus setting? Yeah, I think the two main thoughts that I had essentially were internal and external. Um, sanctification for me personally with the things that with that I deal with, my inner thoughts and, and all of that and my personal spiritual walk versus what everyone else sees and and how I respond to people, how I handle situations, the words that I say, the things that I do. So for me, there's sort of a a black and white line there. And not that I, you know, separate the two, but I do view them a little bit differently. And so my first thought is, you know, Lord, work on sanctification internally. I Mm -hmm. need this to be something that I experience deeply, that I'm fully committed to, that um, I'm walking out in my personal life and then I'm experiencing in my personal life because I, I can't step into that externally if I if this work hasn't happened internally. And so from there, like you're saying about being on a college campus and also working clinically outside of that, at my clinical site, there are a just such a range of people um, from all different races, ethnicities, backgrounds, socioeconomic status, everything. And that also means I deal with a lot of um, different faiths and different beliefs. And so me, you know, experiencing that setting versus a class setting is also a little bit different, but realizing because of what's happened internally, I can be the same in all of those settings. Mm, That's really good. Share what you were um, sharing with me a little bit earlier about, without even realizing it, what you found you were doing. Well, I think... You know, we, we talk about sanctification and, and any of us deeply, we, we want <laughs> yes. we, we want to be set apart. We want to be um, more like Christ in, in that way. But then, you know, there's the whole road about actually getting there and actually mm-hmm. walking that out. And so we, we want the end. We want that goal, that destination, that ideal. But what does it take to get there? And that is a little scary because of the work it'll take. It's a little scary because that whole road is unknown. Um, it might be scary because maybe we've we've started walking that road before and it was really hard and now we're not walking there. And we think, what will it take to go back? What will it take to be committed to a process of sanctification? And how bad is that gonna hurt? And all of these <laughs> questions. Um, so for me, what I didn't even realize I was doing until several months in, well, a few months, I guess it's only March, but. I realized I wasn't spending as much time with the Lord in scripture. I wasn't spending as much time mm. listening in prayer as I was talking after this this experience and, and 
tasting sanctification and, and wanting it more, I actually started to to withdraw from God a little mm. bit because I realized the more time that I spent with him, the more I, I let his word read me and the more I listened to him, um, I was convicted. Mm. And I saw the areas in my life where when I prayed for sanctification, I saw the areas that he actually wanted to work on and that he actually <laughs> wanted to change. You mean he's shining a light on some yes, things? Yes, <laughs> the illumination, I'm telling you. Uh. And something you've always said is he reveals it to heal it. And, mm. and sometimes that hurts. That is powerful. Because if, if I'm honest, there have been times where I know that I haven't spent time in the Word in a recent you know situation and same thing. You put it so eloquently Thank you. when you said, I don't think some of us even realize that we do this because I know for me, certainly I can tell when I haven't spent some time there, but if I'm honest, maybe it was because I knew that that word would point out some truth that I wasn't ready to deal with yet. Or I could keep skating by yeah. uh, on a, you know, a path that was working okay. Right. Even though like deep down I knew he was going to want to tell me something that would take me higher, but it would be some work and there would be some things you have to to let go of or cut out right. and uh, to listen to that voice. Yeah. And it's a little lonely as well because mm. if I'm not taking my issue or my question or my you fill in the blank to the Lord, I can take it to somebody else and I can gossip about it or I can get their opinion or I can mm. you know externalize that and, and externally process with somebody else and then I can handle it I can make my decisions and I can move forward with my game plan but when I have to take that to the Lord instead you know that's that's one way that I see being set apart is I see everybody around me for the most part is you know, talking about their issues or kind of commiserating together or getting everyone else's opinion, stressing a little bit over the situation and trying to hash out their own game plan. Something that's different that's set apart is not doing that, taking this to the Lord in prayer, spending that time listening to God, asking what's the road that I need to take for this? And that can feel lonely when mm. you start to do this because you're no longer um, having that relational component with other people but what you don't realize is what you thought was a relational component was really kind of bleeding you dry in a sense and, and keeping you from that deeper relationship with God yeah because there's a difference between uh, the Bible says a multitude of godly counsel right which is important and and we'll touch on this on a subject in just a moment where you were having some um, life coaching which mm -hmm. helped spur some of this so it's not about not engaging with people because there's wisdom in surrounding yourself with godly counsel. Absolutely. But there is a difference. And I love how you said this about going to people and just kind of regurgitating the problem over and over mm -hmm. and trying to get worldly wisdom. Yes. Rather than allowing God, he's the one that's been pricking your heart in an area. Right. And letting him give you the wisdom and the direction that brings the newness and the healing that you're not going to get necessarily from. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so how did, um, you were sharing how God just brought, um, well, he was already working in your life so deeply. 
with not a person around. And, That's true. But you were willing, which is a big deal. Right. Uh, you were willing to take that initial time to hear him speaking to you in such a powerful way. Uh, but then just kind of share how it was talking with someone who um, was kind of a spiritual life coach that God began to bring you this revelation in the process and how you were able to voice it. Yeah. It was in that conversation um, with a, a dear friend of mine who's been, you know, coaching me, kind of helping me uh, walk out some of these things that I'm learning. Um, it was in that conversation where, you know, I was sort of expressing my stress levels and um, kind of saying, you know, this is all that's on my plate and all that's on my mind. And my mind feels a little chaotic because, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. and that led us to talking about rest and about peace. Mm. And I got silent. Something just hit me. Wow. And she could see it on my face. She said, what are you thinking? You've got to tell me what's going on. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, I think, I think I'm addicted to stress. Wow. I think I'm addicted to busyness mm. because, you know, I had just, you know, right before that realized oh i think i'm i think i'm scared to be convicted mm. and so that was the first wow. huge revelation for me and the, the second was tied to that was i think i've become addicted to a stressful lifestyle and wow. a a mindset of, of busyness because that keeps me from being still and being quiet and when i'm still and quiet I hear from the Lord. Wow. And if I don't want to be convicted, if I don't want to hear the Lord, if I don't, if I'm scared to walk in obedience for whatever reason, then I don't want to listen to God. And what's the easiest way to do that is to say, well, I don't have the time. Mm. And I didn't even realize that subconsciously that had become my lifestyle, my mindset. And, you know, that was, that was a huge revelation for me stepping forward with this. Wow. I think that's huge too, that you said subconsciously that that was something that was happening because, you know, for most of us, we're not going to say, I'm not going to slow down. I'm not going to slow down. I love stress. I love stress. I love stress. Exactly. Who says that, you know, but to realize that subconsciously you've become addicted to it, that maybe somewhere deep down, you are staying so busy without really realizing that you don't want to slow down mm -hmm. because of what things you might have to face, what things God might speak to your heart that says, I see that bitterness. Right. I see that, that hurt. Let's deal with that. I see that unforgiveness. And we're so afraid in those moments to face what he might put his finger on mm -hmm. that we don't slow down. But here's the thing. They, they're still there. Yeah. Just because we don't slow down to hear him speak doesn't mean that they go away. It just Absolutely. means they stay another day. And you and I have a friend that says you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm -hmm. the, the things you keep covered up cannot heal. And I think that is what sanctification is. Mm. It's that revealing process. Wow. Not to expose you, but to heal you. It comes from this deep heart of love this heart of compassion, this loving, empathetic father who says, I want the very best for you. Mm. Come with me and get it. Come with me and experience it. And something that through this process I've begun realizing is there are either lies or truths that we believe and there are either lies or truths that we function from. Mm. 
And so in my life, you know, I believed God wanted the best for me. I believed I also wanted the best for me and that I wanted to hear from God. And I, I believed all of these things. But when I really took inventory and looked at my life, I wasn't functioning from those things. Wow. You know, if you had asked me any day of the week, I would have said, of course, of course, this is true. Of course, I should do X, Y, Z or follow this principle. Or, and I, I had those things that I, at my core, was convinced of. But if I looked at what was happening in my life, if I looked at my mindset or my stress levels or it wasn't matching up, you know, the truth that I believed wasn't the truth I was functioning from. Mm. And I think that has also been a process of this sanctification for me is this being set apart, this experiencing God, this having things revealed in my life for the purpose of healing has been an open door for me and an avenue so that I can actually function from the things that I've been convinced of for so long. Mm. That is so good. And I, I'm just so glad you were able to share that. And, you know, Grace's word this year happened to be sanctify. And maybe that's nudging you today to think, you know, God, I do feel you calling me to be set apart. But if it's not that particular word, I think this um, this time together today is just inviting you to set aside time absolutely to seek him and and see what it is he does want to say and do in your life today so grace as we as we begin to get ready to wrap things up today what would be just your final word of encouragement to someone listening today who just might find themselves in a place where they can feel that that under nudging but yet they haven't quite taken the time to be still enough to hear Mm. I guess my response would would be just, I've become so convinced and it gets me so excited because I've become so convinced through experience that God is incredibly real mm. and that he's so personally committed to you. Mm. And so, you know, I, I had felt trapped for so long in the same cycles and I had dealt so deeply with depression and I had prayed so many times for freedom or for healing and and I felt like I was never getting there. I felt like I was just stuck and I began to lose hope because I, I knew who God was and I believed that he was good, that he loved me, that he would work things out for good, that he could intervene in my life and that I could see his faith. I believed these things. But it was through this process of letting him work in me, through this process of, you know, obedience is surrender being walked out. And it was that step by step, just doing the next right thing of obedience that I realized I could start surrendering myself to God. And it was through that that I, I experienced him so real. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm at this place right now where I'm, I'm full of joy. I'm so I'm more joyful than I have been in so long. <laughs> I am so full of excitement, of passion, and of hope because I've I've had a personal encounter with God through this. And so, what I would just say to somebody who's, you know, at, maybe at the very start of this journey, is I had lost faith in all the things that I had tried, mm. and then I had to ask myself, where am I putting my faith? And, you know, 
I've encountered this to be so real and so transforming. And I think that's what I want for anybody who's listening. And so I would just encourage them, just keep walking, you know, take that next step, try this thing, see it through because it's real and it's amazing. And I want that for the people who are listening. Ah. Well, Grace, so glad you could join us today. And friend, thank you for listening. And I want to remind you that you can hear other podcasts and you can get daily devotionals just by going to our website, encouragementcafe.com. And today we just want to say to you, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.